You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 5th, 2018. My name is Philip Rosson-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll talk all about the Magic's win over the Miami Heat, a huge win. But for the long term of things, as well as the short term of things, as the Magic uh, defeat the Miami Heat 105 to 90, we'll talk very briefly about the Magic's upcoming game against the Denver Nuggets coming up later tonight at the Amway Center. Yes, a home game. That's that's fun. And then we'll talk about Aaron Gordon and the game that he had, uh, where he served notice and not to forget about him. Uh, in this one. But before we do all that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes just by searching for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Looking to learn a little bit more about the Denver Nuggets? Check out Locked On Nuggets. Looking for the national perspective of things? Check out Locked On NBA. There's a Locked On podcast for every team in the NBA and, and the general NBA as well, including fantasy basketball. You can find them all on iTunes just by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic uh, finished off this, everyone called it a road trip, but it's not really the same road trip. The Magic came home after going out west, had a couple, had three days off, one day of rest, two days of practice before heading down to Miami, but this this road stretch, the six-game road stretch, ended in Miami on Tuesday night, and it was a doozy. The Orlando Magic defeating the Miami Heat 105-90, to behind, honestly, one of the better defensive performances for the team this season. It wasn't perfect by any means, and I'll, I'll get into some of that later. But the Magic, especially in the second half, were extremely strong defensively. Their rotations were great. They uh, helped and scrambled really well. They, they gave up a few open threes to Kelly Olynyk, perhaps. But overall, the Magic were aggressive, assertive, and dominant. They were on the front foot throughout the entire second second half, and really from... Maybe the last three minutes of the second quarter on, this was their game that they dominated completely. In fact, even in the first half, I would argue that the Magic played pretty good defense and it was their poor shooting that kept them from seesawing into the lead. They kept themselves in the game when it looked like they might get run out of the gym by a, a spunky Miami team that, despite uh, some some notions that, that they no-showed, I, I thought they played decently well. I thought Orlando's defense was just that much better. Um, maybe they didn't play with the best energy overall, but... Regardless, Orlando forced Miami into bad shots. They, they took the shots that the Magic wanted them to take. They dictated the pace of play. It was a game that, frankly, you could feel very, very happy about in, in almost every way. Um, the Magic just they, they dominated the game. And, and maybe it was a 36, 37, 38-minute effort rather than a full 48-minute effort. But they did what they had to do to get the win on a night where they really had to grind it out again, especially early on. Um, the big story, of course, Aaron Gordon scoring 16 of his 20 points. Uh, sorry, 16 of his... Let me pull this up here. Yeah, 16 of his 20 points in the third quarter, giving the Magic the energy that they would need to pull away and, and to win this one easily. But uh, I'll talk about Aaron Gordon a, a little bit later on in the show. This was all about the Magic defense. That defense was absolutely killer all game. The Heat shoot 41.8% for the game, just 12 of 35 from beyond the arc. They take only five free throws the entire game, two for five from the foul line. They turn the ball over 15 times in this one, and Orlando took advantage of seemingly every single one of them, uh, scoring uh, uh, 10 fast break points, 
uh, and 23 points off turnovers. Orlando was scrambling around really well. They were getting deflections. They were picking up steals. They were challenging shots. And, you know, except for the first quarter, first quarter and a half of the game when Miami was getting into the paint really well, picking up a lot of offensive rebounds, the Magic were clean defensively. They were just, it was one of their, again, I, th- I thought one of their best defensive performances of the entire season from, from top to bottom, from start to finish. I thought Orlando did such a good job defensively in this game. Um, the big story, the big difference, the Magic giving up only 12 points in the third quarter, just 12 points in the third quarter, 40 points in the second half. They outscore Miami 59 to 40 in the second half. And that, while certainly there were moments where it wasn't clean in the second and the fourth quarter, the bench unit in both the second and fourth quarters both really struggled defensively. Miami uh, cut in the Magic lead down to eight or six uh, when it was up 14 at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, but Orlando reeled them back in. Um, they got the stops that they needed uh, and, and made the baskets that they needed as well because that was not an easy part of the game all night either. Orlando shooting just 44.2% for the game, using the three-pointer to stay in it, taking 20 free throws, which is very good. Um, only 22, uh, 22 assists on 38 field goal makes, so the ball moving movement wasn't particularly strong, especially early on. But Orlando, again, did what they had to do. They got the, the points and the scoring that they needed in order to win this game, in order to to grind this one out. And, you know, I, I, I always remember when the Magic made their turn um, in, in 2008. And I would say, you know, what's what's really impressive to me about this team is how they find a way to win games when they're not playing their best. Um, this this Magic team, this the 2019 Magic team is not there. The Ma- This Magic team is not finding ways to win games even when they're not at their best. I, I think I think that's fair to say. They, they still have to play very high level, and, and they did for the most part to, uh, on this night. Uh, but what, what was impressive about this game was that for a long time, Magic weren't at their best. And so they found a way to stay in the game. They found a way to keep it competitive and give themselves a chance. And I think that's been a huge step for the Magic throughout this entire season is even if they're not playing great, the Magic find a way to give themselves just a chance to win the game. Whether, whether they win the game or not it, it is becoming more material, but it still it still feels immaterial. The Magic are in every game that they play right now, and that is an absolutely positive sign. Now, there's still red flags to, to raise, still some, some struggles to, to worry about in that second quarter, especially the bench unit struggled a whole lot. Uh, that bench unit was really, really bad uh, in the second quarter, especially uh, Evan Fournier uh, trying to drive in, got his shot blocked a lot of times. Miami finished with 11 blocks in the game. Uh, Bam Adebayo was a terror in both the second and the fourth quarters defensively, uh, and the Magic just could not get around them and could not um, could not get past them. It seemed like until until that bench unit came or until the starters came back into the game and um, bringing Nikola Vucevic in to help spread the floor certainly helped a little bit. Mobamba really struggling in this game, uh, but overall. Orlando was able to withstand those stretches. Um, they were able to, to keep themselves in the game. Even even in that second quarter, I think Miami took as big as an eight-point lead. It was never out of control. It was never too far. And Orlando, again, found the shots they needed, especially from beyond the arc. And it took them a while to score. It took them a while to get going in that second quarter. But once they did, they, they were able to keep themselves in the game, even scoring just 19 points in that quarter. The final stats for you go like this. Aaron Gordon, 20 points, 7 for 16 shooting. 3 for 3 from beyond the arc, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. We'll talk more about him later on in the show, so I'll save that for then. 
Uh, Nikola Vucevic, another solid performance, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 for 16 shooting. Uh, struggled a bit with Whiteside, especially on the glass. Miami with 16 offensive rebounds. That rebound, Orlando 47-43. to 43. A lot of that damage coming in the first quarter, in the first half. Orlando did a much better job on the glass in the second half. That's going to be a key thing for the Magic uh, against the Denver Nuggets. We'll talk about them in just a moment as well. Evan Fournay got off to a hot start with 8 points in the first quarter, 13 points for the game, 5 for 10 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, uh, 3 turnovers. The 3 turnovers are likely going to get a lot more of the attention, but this was a good game for Evan Fournier. This was a good bounce-back game. He made his 3-pointers, he made his shots, he wasn't super um, wild. Um, second quarter he was, second quarter he made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but overall, Fournier played within himself, and while he didn't finish this game, Magic electing to go with Terrence Ross at the shooting guard position there. It was still a very good game for Evan Fournier, especially in, in light of the other games he's played. And so I think this was a positive step for him. See if he can do it again on uh, on Wednesday. Jonathan Isaac, 12 points, 4 for 5 shooting, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, a ton of energy from Jonathan Isaac. Did a good job getting out into passing lanes, deflecting passes, def- uh, tipping ball the ball away from perimeter players. Just did a really nice job overall. I mean, uh, it's not even just the defense. His defense, we know, is very, very good, but offensively, he's getting a lot more confident and comfortable again. Made a couple of really tough shots over defenders um, that went in, had a couple of nice dribble moves that, to set himself up, but but didn't force anything. A um, couple of nice drives as well. So Isaac really coming into his own once again as well. Uh, one more guy to note, Mo Bamba, just four points, two for four shooting, three turnovers, uh, two fouls on him, really struggled to get into the rhythm of the game. Uh, looked a bit lost defensively. Looked like he, he's still kind of re- learning how to read the NBA and get up to speed. He's not quite there yet. And so that's definitely a, a concern, but I don't think it's a big one for the Magic. I think that they're happy to let him kind of learn and go through these pains. Um, this really struggled uh, tonight, noticeably so, and, and you could see the frustration written on his face. The Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat 105-90. to They're back to 500 or 12-12. to play the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. We'll talk about that game in just a moment. But before we move on to that game, I I, want to serve notice and remind everyone that Aaron Gordon hasn't gone anywhere. Before we entered this season, the assumption was that this was Aaron Gordon's time to ascend to the throne, so to speak. He was the one that was going to get the all-star accolades. He was the one ready to take that next step in his game to lead the team to victory, to be the centerpiece of the franchise, to be the G in the B.I.G., Maybe we should start calling it the VBIG for the very big. But Gordon has, it's unfair to say he's faded to the background, but that's not how this season has played out. This season has played out that Nikola Vucevic is that guy stepping to the fore and becoming the team's all-star. All-star voting is apparently open now. So, Aaron Gordon then has had to sort of reconceptualize his role, so to speak. He's had to change it up a little bit. Or maybe he hasn't. Maybe he is developing and growing in the exact way that that the Magic want him to, but maybe not the way the fans want him to. The fans want him to be the leading scorer, to be the guy on this team. And he hasn't quite reached that status and that level of consistency yet. 
But he's doing a lot of other things that are important too, which I've, I've noted on this show in the past. But let Tuesday show, let Tuesday be without a doubt that Aaron Gordon is not to be ignored, that Aaron Gordon is here to stay, and that Aaron Gordon can still go off when he needs to. With the Magic trailing by four at halftime and Aaron Gordon struggling shooting one for eight from the floor, he changed the momentum of the game. 16 points in the third quarter, 16 of his 20 points in the third quarter, taking good shots, driving into the basket, playing defense, flying in for rebounds. He got the offense going. He got confidence going and brewing for the team on both ends of the floor. And the Magic ran away from it with, from it from there. Not all of the defense is obviously credit to Gordon, but he played some very strong defense. Made sure the Magic locked down the offensive glass and got the Magic out in transition. And then he finished with his flair, taking advantage of, of a weak Miami defense. It was an absolutely strong, and, and not stunning, but the, a throwback performance from Aaron Gordon that the Magic want to see more of. The Magic want to see the 40-point scoring Aaron Gordon. We haven't seen that at all this year, it feels like. But obviously it's in there. It's just been waiting to come out. Now, Gordon and his value have come in a lot of different areas this year. It's not just about his scoring, which is down this year. He's averaging 16.3 points per game this year but just after averaging 17.6 per game last year. But everything else about Aaron Gordon is at career levels. 48.3% shooting from the floor, career high. 37.7.6% from beyond the arc, career high. 7F rebounds per game, in line with his career high from last year. 2.7 assists per game, career high. He's doing a lot of different things. A lot ha- having a, an impact across the spectrum and yeah, also playing some really good defense. Among the Magic's regular rotation players, the Magic's defensive rating is highest with Aaron Gordon on the floor. He's, yes, playing with the starters, but he also played with that bench unit early on in the year. And they played really strong defense with him out there. And when he's on the floor, the, the energy level for the team just goes up. So it's not just about his scoring. But certainly, that matters too. Certainly, the Magic need Aaron Gordon to put the ball in the hoop. To score. And that part, while he's been doing it much more efficiently on much fewer shots, 13.2 field goal attempts per game compared to 14.9 last year. And he's being smart with his shot selection, so it's it's all in a good place, with his assists up especially. His scoring has obviously dropped. He hasn't been the same type of scorer, the same type of guy. But still that impact is there and that talent is there. And while Gordon may not be the all-star everyone thought he would be at the beginning of the year, he's proving to be an extremely valuable player that no one should forget is out there.
To close uh, today's show, I want to talk very briefly about the Magic's game against the Denver Nuggets. They'll go back-to-back here, playing the Denver Nuggets at the Amway Center. Look at that, a home game. Taking on probably, or taking on the best team in the Western Conference by record. The Denver Nuggets entering this game at 16-7, and coming off a big win at Toronto, beating the best team in the league by record, the Toronto Raptors at 20-5. and The Magic saw this Nuggets team at the beginning of their road trip a few weeks ago, got blown out, got beaten up, did not look ready to play, and the Nuggets took advantage of them. It was one of those just dud games that the Magic may have from time to time, especially on offense, but their defense was not engaged either, and that's a huge problem. The Magic know they've got to be dialed in because this is one of the very best teams in the league right now. The Nuggets, statistically, 110.9 offensive rating, which feels low for them, ninth in the league. Their defense, though, has been the big difference. A 103.5 defensive rating puts them fourth in the league. Their plus 7.4 net rating is third in the league. This is one of the elite teams in the NBA, no matter how you cut it. Their offensive rebound rate is 32.2, the best in the league. The Magic will have to be strong on the glass. It's been a noted weakness. It's been something that Steve Clifford has talked about over and over and over and over again. The Magic must be better rebounders. They must do better job attacking the glass and getting rebounds. That's been a problem for them. That's been something they've struggled with throughout the early part of this season. And so that's going to be something to watch very, very carefully. If the Magic are able to lock down the offensive glass and keep the Nuggets to one possession or one shot per possession, they'll have a chance. They'll they'll certainly have a chance. But if the Nuggets are able to get a lot of offensive rebounds and get second chance opportunities, that's where they will beat you. The Magic also have to be very cognizant and careful of of the cutting and the movement that the Nuggets do. They're very good cutters, uh, and they are able to find space with all the passers that they have. They have a bunch of great passers from Nikola Jokic to Paul Millsap to uh, Jamal Murray. Gary Harris will not play in this game. It looks like he is out. And so the Magic do have to be very careful and very dialed in and very focused if they want a chance to win this game because the Nuggets are playing very good basketball. No way around it. they got to find a way to crack a very good defense and keep this offensive train rolling. And they got to get revenge for what happened last week. To be sure, these are important games, and that game against Miami was vitally important. Guaranteed the Magic at least a tie of the season series with what was then the ninth place team in the Eastern Conference, now the 10th place team in the Eastern Conference. Orlando continuing to keep hold of a, a few games ahead of the ahead of those teams chasing the final playoff spot. Orlando seesawing into the Southeast Division lead with the win. It's a little too early to look at the standings, but just be aware of that. And this is one that's going to be very tough. It's a team that's playing very, very well in Denver and a team that expects to be among the West's elite now with the way that they've played. Orlando, for sure, still has work to do. They were good against Miami, but not great. They did what they had to do to get the win, but still a little rough around the edges. And there's no rest for the weary. It's time to get back to work. Time to play the Denver Nuggets. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Denver Nuggets, including sound from the game, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.